Disclaimer, while we are both licensed mental health professionals in the state of Georgia, anything stated in today's show is not intended to be used as a therapeutic intervention or clinical recommendation. We are not providing therapy during our show. Rather, we're bringing the insight and experience of our professional lives to dig deep into topics that impact women across the board. If you are in need of a professional therapist, please seek one out in your community. If you're experiencing a psychiatric emergency, please dial 911 or go to your closest emergency room. Talk Straight, a podcast by real women for real women who are looking for real change. Let's get comfy and get honest about what our lives really look like and what it takes to really live them to their fullest. No filters, no bullshit, no shame, just real honest talk from real everyday women. All right, so back the topic of money, but in a different way. So I really want to talk about, or we went really want to talk about with you guys, uh, the, this concept and Katie mentioned it in the last, uh, episode where it's, you know, more money, more problems, right? That's the mindset. So the mindset that we're actually shifting into today is more money, more possibilities. And this really brings to light everything that we talked about in the last segment and bringing it forward into what do we actually do with money? Why do we want money? Because as females, we typically need a bigger why, That's not saying anything about, you know, what's better or worse. It's just, we need to connect and it's not typically connected to, I want to say materialistic things. It can be, but, but what we do with it is so much bigger. Why we want to have more money. We want more freedom. We want um, more connections. We want, we want to make a difference in the world. And what we're going to be diving into are a couple different examples actually of how that is and some women who are actually doing it in such beautiful ways. So really digging into, yes, money, like we we talked about like all these different belief systems that hold us back from making money, but why do we want to make it? Uh, and that's just something for you guys to sort of ponder on as we talk about this, right? We talk, I know for me personally, it was just like, Again, after I'm sifting through all the shit of the lies and limiting beliefs around money, it's just like, why? Why do I want it? It's because I want to, I, I want to change the world. I want to make a difference in the world. And that is within my family. And that extends outside of my family. And it's so interesting. I was actually, uh, I had a conversation with my husband around, around money and why we want it, why we each want it. And his was more focused on family of, I want, he almost like what he talks about is like creating this compound for like all of our friends to live and like all of our families to live and stuff like that. And he's like, but at first he was just like, I don't know, money doesn't matter to me. Um, So being able to being able to recognize like his own limiting beliefs, but then really getting into it. And he's like, it's not like yours though. It's not, it's not 
Like, I don't want to give all my money to all these other people and to the world and to save the world. And what I have found in a lot of my research is that that's very common. Like women actually get, uh, they, we, we give more, we give up to 93%, like actually 93% of women give to charity or volunteer compared to 80% of men. And what's really crazy about that is that men make more than us. I mean, that's a fact. Right. <laughs> you know, talk about the, yeah, the pay gap. So it, it really is. That's why I'm so passionate about changing women's perception around money because we do so much more with it mm. and we do, we, yeah, it's just in a different, in a different aspect of, of giving back. And I'm not saying men do not give back. They are among, there are some very amazing men out there, uh, philanthropists that do give, but today we are talking about how money, how women can do that and how women are doing that and why, why we want to make more money. Mm-hmm. So Katie, I know you've taken your own personal journey and you've been on that journey of shifting your mindset, but when you get into it, it's like, why, mm-hmm. why is it so important to you? What do you want to do with it? Yeah. The, I mean, the, the eternal question, right? Like what is your why and mm-hmm. how can how can you, me, myself, but you and everyone else stay aligned with your why, right? Like, are you aligned with what's really important? Are you getting distracted by the external noise or the, you know, the shiny, sparkly um, material things, which is nothing wrong with, right? Like, I like the shiny, sparkly material (laughs) things too. And I think like the the reality is that most people, I'm going to go ahead and say this, I think, anecdotally, not research-based at all, I think that most people, even the ones who um, say they don't care about the material things, they do. They they do. There's, there's nothing, and let's normalize that. There's nothing wrong with wanting to drive a nice car. There's nothing wrong with wanting to clothe your family in nice clothes. There's nothing right. wrong with wanting to eat healthy foods that tend to cost more than your McDonald's drive-through. There's nothing wrong with that. And so when, when you have somebody and and I'll use myself as an example, when I am air quotes pretending that those things aren't important to me, I am not being congruent with my truth. I'm not in alignment I am mm-hmm. pretending I am, I'm trying to be something or present or really I'm trying to manipulate the way that people see me. I mean, when it comes down to it, I think that's yep. what I'm doing. I'm trying to manipulate the way that people see me and control their perception of me. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be seen the words materialistic come in and that becomes like that's, that's loaded, like dripping with negative connotations, right? Like assuming like assuming that the context there is that material things are more important to you than than other things which right. is not the case is not the right. case when when somebody values right is the two they can all yes. be there yeah, together at, at the same time I care about this and I care about this yes <laughs> the dualities are beautiful in that because you can have both you can be both <laughs> um and 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 truthfully people who who claim or spout these like dogmatic absolute truths about you cannot. Um, I think that they are living in their conditioned selves and they're living in fear. 
So kind of coming back to like mo money, mo problems, um, mo money, mo possibilities, because that's really what this boils down to is, are we giving ourselves as women the most opportunity and the most possibility? And, and like, let's just break it down. I mean, we'll like oversimplify it here for a second, but if, if you're living paycheck to paycheck, if you are struggling to make ends meet, if you are um, constantly worried about where the next bill payment is going to come from, it is just fundamentally difficult, I won't say impossible, but difficult to think that you will be able to be generous in other areas giving back charitably, giving back. And that's not to say, I know, I know a lot of people and it's kind of like the, um, the analogy of like the lady at church who ties like a penny and, and then the guy next to her that ties like $10,000, but like the penny, the penny for her was all she had. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I don't want to say that, that, that those dualities can't live in the same space that like you can't be struggling financially and also not have a generous heart. Mm-hmm. Because you can. But it's just the fundamentally when we look at like the energy that money is, the movement and momentum that it creates when we're able to use that money in different ways. And if we think about, I'm going to go ahead and say this and we can unpack it and see how it feels, but money being um, a form of power. Yeah. Right? Like I have more, I have more power when I have more money. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, is that, is that a fundamental truth or is that a perception truth? Or is that a, I think it's a little bit of both of where we allow for that power or energy to take us. Right. And it's kind of like high expression, low expression. It's not like what it is, is, is just money is money. Money is energy. Money is um, currency. Money is, a means to another end. Um, money is money, period. But the high expression of that money is, can we manifest more of it so that we can then go and give more of it so that we can go do more with it so that we can go, right? Like the, the, the quote, I'm going to use air quotes, the luxuries that often money provides are often the pathway of giving more to other people and bringing them to this truth themselves, right? So it's kind of like teach a man to fish or give a man a fish. He eats for a day, teach a man to fish and he eats for a lifetime. Right. Money is the same way. Yes. You give somebody, you give somebody cash and they've got cash for the day. You teach somebody how to have abundance mindset. Yes. They have money for life. Right. Absolutely. And so, yeah, go ahead. No, I just, again, chills. Um, and I was thinking about even, gosh, so going along that same path, I was thinking about Beyonce, actually, uh, and Love how her. she does, I mean, she gives a ton of money, 
two different causes that help people learn how to fish, right? Like I remember reading something where she gave, I don't even know how many millions to this recovery program so that they could start their own technical program for people in recovery to get skills if they want to cosmetology or mechanics or something, right? So that they can continue to move forward, having a sober life and having some hope and, and having skills, right? So I mean, like, that's, that's what like excites me of what women will do mm-hmm. with their money. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like she just warms my heart so much, but <laughs> So, so yes, yes, you were right on. Sorry. I just got Mm. really excited. (laughs) I love that. And I think, I mean, we want to focus on like the women aspect of this because that's what this podcast is for. It's real women talking about real, real stuff. Right. And (laughs) the, the reality that, um, this topic does not come easily for a lot of women because of what we talked about in our last episode, the, the, the familial messages that we've received, the cultural messages that we continue to receive. Um, We've mentioned the pay gap several times. And like the reality Mm -hmm. is still that the overarching message is women and what they provide in a work environment is not worth as much as someone with a penis. Right. Actually, 82% to every dollar that just went up. And that's, that's not considering like, um, I think Hispanic women make 51 cents. Oh yeah. Um, uh, uh, minority groups, women of color, like that, that number is so much, it's, it gets, it's maddening, infuriating and all of the above. Absolutely. And so kind of taking it from a place of I, I realize I'm I'm white. I realize I ha- I have a ton. I have a shit ton of privilege. Yeah, I, same. I, same. Mm-hmm, I there's there's no question about it. Um, I think that this isn't necessarily a call to action for everybody. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. Let's see what this feels like when I say it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> Those of us who are in this position that have access that have more than the average. I do think it's my duty, like for me personally, I do think it's my duty to use my voice in areas that help bring up the marginalized and close the gap. And if I, if I merely just sit and benefit from it, then what is that? Like, that's not, that's not the purpose of all of this. It's just to like sit and like, I mentioned Scrooge McDuck in the last, I don't know why I keep coming up with DuckTales. <laughs> Sloan doesn't even watch DuckTales, but like, I think of like, right, like Scrooge McDuck, like swimming in his money pit. Right. And it's like, right. that's not that's why not we're, the purpose. that's not why we're doing this. That's not the why. That's, <laughs> and that, thank you. Like that coming back to like the why, like, I want to see, I want to see the, it be a dollar for a dollar. I mean, really what I want to see is it be like, I want it to switch. I want it to like for a minute, right? Like I want it to be where like women are making a dollar and men are making 87 cents or whatever. (laughs) Um, Not really because I I do believe in equality and equality means like equality across the board. There's a moment though, where it's just like, you know, I wish what that is, is more of like, I wish that they could see, Yeah. right? I wish that they could understand. I wish that they could. Um, so yeah, that's how I take that. Right. It's yeah. like, mm, just wish that they, they could see. Cause I mean, I remember talking to my husband about this. He's like, 
there's no white male privilege. I was like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> white men are like, not allowed to say that, right? Like my white men oh, don't get to he's say like, that. There, you know, yeah, there's a whole story. He's probably gonna be so mad that I said that, but I mean, it, it created this whole discussion. Um, and I can see where he's coming from too. Cause he was like, white people struggle too. I'm like, sure. yes, yes, yes. He's like, you know, there's, there's, you know, trailer parks and there are people that are living on the streets that are white and both. I'm like, I yes. And, <laughs> and so, um, so yes. Yeah. And, and that's a, like, I bring up, right. Like this is a super heavy topic. We start to get into like race and equality and justice and, and, white fragility right like and that's not really that not necessarily like what this episode is going to be able to unpack so if if some of what we're we're bringing up you're like wait a minute you can't just leave that there we are we're, we're we need to to stay focused we're leaving that there we're going to we leave that there that and acknowledge that there's no way that we could cover that topic within this particular episode um right. but acknowledging Acknowledging any time that you come from a place of privilege or that you come from a place of um, wealth or um, opportunity, for me, it is it is my job to then go and create that opportunity for others. Because why should I be the like why why do I have the opportunity when others are just as deserving of the opportunity? And this yeah. isn't getting into like uh, this isn't well, people have to work for it. And uh, this is just like inherent, right? Like, mm-hmm. hello, I have a heartbeat and yes. I deserve, like, and I deserve to not struggle purely because of how I use the toilet mm-hmm. or, or the color of my skin or right. how I identify gender. Like it, 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 that those pieces are non, those are non-starters, right? Like it, it's just inherent. Yes. And when we can use our voice for good, when we can speak up in those circles or in those situations where there is marginalization, where there are systemic, I mean, huge systemic issues and breaks, <laughs> like it's, it's yes. broken. It's not even just like cracked. It's like broken. That's the mo possibilities, right? Yes. We bring, we bring, and it's that like on the rock in the middle of a lake, right? And like the ripple effect. I want my ripple to go on as long as it can possibly go on, right? But that means that my my rock needs to be pretty big. Yes. And and not that the rock always has to be money, but this topic is that it it's not bad if it is. Exactly. It's there's nothing wrong with it. If your rock is is the financial resources, I think of and I'm gonna use an example that's a male, but Mark Cuban. And forgive me if there's more to this story than I've done research on, but Mark Cuban is like the post recently um, in social media has been like him doing this uh, prescription, prescription drug access thing. Basically, he's cutting out the middleman so Mm. that like big pharma isn't making all this mega money and it's going to be like affordable. And it's like, like, that's, that's the kind of far reaching that rock that he's throwing if it indeed is what it appears to be if that's the rock that he's throwing and the ripple effect helps hundreds of thousands of people then then i'm i'm so great that a billionaire exists in mark cuban right like like there's because there's nothing there's inherently there's nothing wrong with or evil about or negative about money 
it is, and I mentioned this before, the high expression or the low expression, we can, we can do with that what we want. We can squander it. We can waste it. We can go to the Dollar Tree like our sons do and just buy shit all day long and it just feels good because it was instant gratification but it doesn't be bucks you know um, be bucks are big with my boys yeah like that yeah we can do that we can do that all of those things and this isn't to this isn't either to tell people what to do with money it's just to acknowledge there's a high expression and a low expression of every single thing that we encounter and well and there's a choice yes always there's a choice Perspective is everything, right? And this is, we learn this in your coaching program of like reframing things, right? And where do we want to put our energy in? And if we look at something like, oh, the my water heater broke and the sewer system is backed and I can't and like all these things, can we look at that? The the low expression of that is, why me? Everything bad happens right. to me. Like I can't, but we don't have the money. Blah blah blah. Right? Like the victim martyr right. stance. The high expression of that is. Oh my gosh, I live in the upper 1% of the entire world and I have these things that go on because I get to. Like I get to have the benefit of my water heater. Some people don't even freaking have water, let alone a water right. heater, right? Like right. the high expression of that is gratitude and joy and abundance. And same thing with money. It is um you can sit back and be pissed that Mark Cuban isn't doing more because he could. He could. Mm-hmm. You can be mad at like Elon Musk that he right isn't doing his part in these areas. Be mad at you can you can the low expression of all of this is anger and blame. Anger and blame. Projection. Yeah, all you know? of that. Oh yes. And right? the high side expression of that is I can make a difference. The empowerment, the empowerment of choice, the empowerment of, and again, I know I've mentioned Rachel Rogers. She's like one of my faves because she really talks about what it looks like to live in poverty and shift that mindset to where it doesn't, it doesn't have to be the way that we learned it. Mm. I mean, that's the beauty in being a spiritual being, having a human experience. We are still, we are still beings. We, and we have this expansion, this endless expansion that we've been given. So why not do something with it and make that choice? And again, you can live in fear or you can live in faith. You can, you can expand, um, again, all a choice, just like all of these other, you know, what do I want to say? I want to say philanthropists, right? Like these millionaires, billionaires who are giving back and you don't necessarily have to be a millionaire or a billionaire to give back. But these are the examples of like, this is where we can reach you guys. Like everybody came from just like being a baby, right? It's like, we have all these different possibilities. Um, So, so yeah, just, just the beauty and choice. I love it. And I think it's, it might be important because I, I'm imagining some of the listeners at different times being like, well, Mark Cuban's still benefiting from that business. Right. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Then <laughs> again, it's more to give. <laughs> again, that is, that is, it, it's not about, I'm going to bring it back to like the victim, like the altruistic, I'm only doing this for others. We I talked about this in the last episode of like, for me, I'm a social worker and I remember like, Every time in class or in like my undergrad, even my grad school, it was basically like, get ready to only make like $30,000, $35,000 a year. 
right? Like you're not going to make a lot of money. You're not in this for the money. No, but do you know what a social worker who makes $130,000 can do? A mm-hmm. shit ton more than the one who's making 30. And, yes. and it's not good nor bad. There's no judgment. It's just again, the choice. And it, it doesn't have to be this altruistic, oh, well, they benefit from it or they, I don't even know, like we can go down the rabbit hole of does altruism really exist? I um, know, right? That's um, where my mind went because, you know, philosopher in me too. I'm just like, oh. <laughs> I don't, I don't, not. I don't know the answer to that. And I don't know that there is an answer to that. And I love the debate around that, right? Like the philosophical debate. But I would rather debate today why, why we live small? Why do we hold on to those beliefs? Why do we box ourselves in to certain ways of living? And what is our why when we decide to break free? Mm-hmm. And and that brings back to what you mentioned earlier: is women tend to need a bigger why for the things that we do, because we do tend to, I mean, very stereotypically, very, um, I'm going to go along like gender stereotypes, but like nurturing, more empathetic, caring, gentle, like all of those, again, very gender stereotyping right now. What is the, I guess, what is the call to action for women today? If you're listening to this and you're like, Oh, is it okay that I want money? Can I like, can I say that out loud? I mean, to us, you can, um, and you need to find a circle where you can say that, where you have right. people rallying around you and saying like, um, we're gonna, we're, I want you to be as affluent as you can possibly be because right. I know that, that, that you can do, there are more possibilities in your life and then in the lives of others when that happens. Right. And it's available to you. It's available. It's not even like, like it's just right there. You just, we just have to. Um, open ourselves up to it and to, to access it and to make that choice. So, yeah, I don't know what the, the call to action necessarily is. How do you come up with your why? If you think about your and Ed's examples, right? Like his was more internally family focused, which there's nothing wrong with that. Yours are more um, externally community um, globally focused. Nothing wrong with that. They're all noble and it doesn't always have to be noble, but well, they're, and I was going to say they're yeah. all, they're all authentic. Yes. Right? That's the word. They're all genuine to you. And it's interesting because I was just like, as you were talking, I was like, huh, how did I start? Like, what was my why when I started with this journey? And it was, I mean, on the bigger scheme of things, it was like, yes, I want to change the world, right? I want to let people empower women. Um, But where it started was, I want to break the generational pattern within my family so that Maya does not live the same pattern over and over and over. Mm -hmm. That's she sees, right? My daughter sees that, you know, there's different, there's something different in life. So starting with that, right, is that being my why of just like, I'm going to create a business and I'm going to make money in it. So she can see that like anything is possible, as long as you are aligned with that goal, as long as you are aligned with that purpose, you know, she's in this huge 14 and trying to figure out what she wants to do. And all of her friends seem to know, but anyways, um, I'm like, no, that's just what was prescribed to them right now, honey. Like (laughs) they're pretending they don't know it, but they're pretending. Oh no. 
because they're following the footsteps of their parents, which again, it's whatever, neither here nor there, right? Maybe that truly is what they want, but at 14, not really sure. So I don't know if there's a strong enough ego for all that, but again, whole nother topic. Another day. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But so really, truly, yeah, the call to action is like, first of all, you know, recognizing, I think it's first of all, recognizing where you are taking that victim stance, Mm. right? It truly is like, where are you playing the victim to money or like your circumstances? And again, I'm not saying that there aren't. I know that there are. We started talking about white privilege. We start, there are those. And are you going to allow that to run your life? Are you going to allow that to drive the rest of your life? What are you going to do about it? Because some of that, some of the whys that we question, like some of the clarity questions, there's like, what pisses you off in the world? And what do you want to see happen about it? Right? So if you're pissed that you don't have enough money, what the fuck are you going to do about it? Right? What are you going to do about it? Are you going to stay in that victim stance? I know. And because I was there, I can't do, I can't do this because I can't. No, hell no. We're not doing that anymore. Right? I have opportunities. I see opportunities. And that's my, that's my um, hope for everybody is that they can challenge that victim stance because it's heavy. You talk about the different energies, right? The um, where it's a lower and higher and like the higher can be motivated by something that pisses you off, but just don't stay there. Mm. Find the solution. What is the solution to that? You can, I mean, so many, so many women are stepping up and out saying, this is not, I'm not living the life that's prescribed to me with money, with somebody telling me what I should do, shouldn't do, can be, can't be like, we're not doing this anymore. We are in a state of huge transformation right now for the next probably 10 years, give or take a few, right? Like this is a a, a pivotal time. And this is a huge call to action for women because the way that I'm getting on a high horse and I recognize that, but the way that men have been running this shit isn't working. So that is the call to action. And that is why, I mean, this is my belief. That is why I help women around money and shifting that is because that has to change. Yes, you know, we talked about the power that comes along with it, but what are we going to use that power for? And we have such a negative stance we can around power and Mm -hmm. what that does. And well, we're looking at fucking men. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let's. Let's start looking at Go there. the women, yes. Yes. you know, who, who, who inspire us. Let's look at JK Rowling's who gives mil- like almost went bankrupt actually, because she gave so much money, billions, so much money from Harry Potter. You know, let's look at Mackenzie Scott who gives 5.7 billion just in 2022 or 2020, right. To, to all over, right. She gives to women. She's driven. Okay. So I'm looking at some of the stats here, right. Mm-hmm. Some 384 organizations, including food banks, COVID relief funds, black colleges. She more recently gave 1.7 billion distributed to 116 nonprofits, mostly to organization de- devoted to equality that are led by women, minorities, and LGBTQ. Like, right? Ladies, that's what we do. That is the power. That is powerful. Like, (laughs) and I will breathe now. (laughs) I love your passion. I mean, and that's that again, like it is what, like what sparks that energy within you to want to do something different. Like it, it pisses you off to know that there are women who are just going to sit back and just accept 
whatever it is that's handed to them. And like that, if that's what gets your goat, then that is where you funnel your energy. And that's where you're going to be a change maker, right? Like that's where you're going to make a difference in the world. And I don't know, I don't know of a single person who would say to receiving additional opportunity that they would say, oh, no, thank you. I'll just stay right over here and struggle. Right. Like this is, this is, um, so you'd mentioned bringing up challenging our victim stance, right? And that's hard. That is, which is kind of what we're doing right now. Like it's, it is confronting the parts of us that, that we're not maybe super proud of, that aren't super pretty, that, um, haven't gotten us very far in life, but we, have to own them. We have to acknowledge them. And and that leads to a conversation around shame. The more that we acknowledge it and that we speak our truth about it, the less power shame has over us. Shame shame tells us to stay quiet about it. Just stay quiet. Keep the secret. Keep lying about it. Don't tell anybody the truth because if you tell somebody the truth, they won't love you or accept you and they'll leave you forever. And Mm -hmm. the reality is, is like, I will own my, like I have, I lived, I mean, Five, four or five years ago when I tr- we, we tried to break out away and do business together, yeah. I got into victim stance. And yep. so I, I can see, even today, I look at, it's, it's uncanny, the, my Facebook memories that are coming up about different things. Oh my gosh, I know. Um, because this is all around the same time. This is all around the same time. And I remember the feeling of when I made the decision to go back into corporate work. Because I was in, I was, I'll never be able to do this. I am a victim of my circumstance. I don't have the fortitude. I don't have the, my threshold for this pain is not very high. I, I went into victim stance and guess what I'm going to do, which I did it freaking today when somebody suggested, Hey, post your thing on a professional networking thing. And I was like, Oh, I can't do that. I'm scared. (laughs) Right? Like I went right back into this conditioned victim stance of like people, what are people going to say? And what are they going to think? And will I be rejected? And all of those things. So until I own those parts of me, until I own all the parts of me that make up this beautiful mosaic and tapestry of Katie, right? All the, all the parts and pieces that come together until I acknowledge that part, I'm going to carry that with me. And that's a heavy fucking bag to carry. Yes. It's hard to run or sprint when you carry the baggage of what you have, have been victim to or what you have allowed or what you have, um, given permission to be your story when you get to write the story. Yes. That's what I was thinking. It's like that call to action is rewrite your story. Mm. How do you want it to look? That's how it can look, Mm. right? There's every possibility. You mean I can, I can like work a little bit and still like have time with my family? You mean, (laughs) you mean I can, um, pay my bills and not hate my life and want to stay in bed all day long? You mean, right? Like if you're, if you're thinking, and I remember y'all, like for those who don't know, it is, we're recording this in the beginning of February. It was just a few months ago that I was in treatment for mental health, um, depression and anxiety. And I remember how deep and dark I was 
And so if you're listening to this and you're like, I can't even wrap my head around, (laughs) I can't even begin to wrap my head around what you're saying, know that you're not alone. You are for sure not alone in that struggle, but also know that the light is on the other side Mm -hmm. and the light is possible and it is there and I'm living proof of it. Um, having gone through lots of different episodes in my life where depression has tried to take me out, that is not the end of the story. Um, it's kind of like the semicolon with suicide um, prevention. Oh. Suicide wants us to, and, and depression and, and those really awful dark spaces want us to believe that there's a period at the end of a sentence. And what it is, is there's, again, mentioned this again last episode, like there's a semicolon where that wasn't the end of the story. Mm-hmm. And so if you are struggling, you know, mental health, um, depression, anxiety, suicidal ideation, um, hopelessness, helplessness, if you are in that place, know that that is, it, it's not the end of your story. It's just not, um, it doesn't have to be. And I will, and Leanne too, I know like energetically, we both will hold space for those of you who are challenging these parts of yourself that are really hard to, to break away from. People may not want to still be in your life if you are living in this new way. You might lose friends and family. Like, let's be really honest about that. Yeah. When we talk about like shaking the foundation, we're talking about potentially or p- potentially losing parts of what your world look like looks like today. Mm-hmm. but semicolon, not the end of the sentence, not the end of the story. What comes from that is this opening and this creation of space where you get to welcome in other people who are like you and who think like you and who dream like you and who love like you and who um, are willing to challenge the status quo like you. And that is an existence that's beyond your wildest dreams. If you've not lived that, or if you're, if you're again thinking like, geez, what is she even talking about? I can't even wrap my head around it. Know that that is, it is possible and it's perfect that you can't wrap your head around it because that is the beauty of it. What we can conceive in our humanness is still so small in comparison to what is available to us on a universal and like, um, spiritual level. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, I don't know, I took a mental health detour for a moment because I, I, can, I can feel myself even thinking about listening to this at different points in my life yes. and, and just being like, I don't even, I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Like, I don't know, like what? <laughs> it's like Greek, right? Like, I'm, we're talking in French right now and you're like, I don't speak French. Right, French. right. Well, again, I, and you mentioned before, it's... um. You didn't use these words, but it's almost like, you know, when you're in survival mode, mm-hmm. that's all you can see around you. It's like, how do I survive? How do I survive? You're not in the thriving, you know? Nope. Yeah. No. And, and, and it's, it, this isn't a like pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Come on, just, just make the shift. <laughs> no. This is, um, this is a call to action is get curious do what you need to do to get the help that you need so that you can start to break free from these small limiting ways of, of that you've been living life. 
and I know like that, like in a nutshell is like your purpose, Leanne, with like working with women and empowering women and yours too. Mine too. I'm still like, yeah, you're right. Like mine too. It is, I want, I'm a little bit, I'm, you know, that, that (laughs) this is funny, you know, that, um, TikTok, the video where, um, oh gosh, I'm going to forget it. It's the it's like two friends and it's like some like the difference between like the friend who's like the troublemaker and the friend who's the peacemaker um I think it's like pink though like I'm gonna start a fight yeah I'm a little bit probably scrappier in the sense of like I want to like shake shit up like I want to like get in somebody's face and Leanne's the Leanne's the one that's like let's like bring it back. Right. Like let's you know, talk calmly and like, and I'm like, I want to start a fight, you know, like I want like get. And so, yes, I see like, and I'm still developing mine cause I'm newer on the, on the journey and the, in the process. But yeah, like both of us, like it's, there's like literally zero reason for anybody to be living in this place of suffering or smallness or scarcity. Like there's, mm-hmm. There's literally no reason you can't, you can't come up with a scenario right now to where I would co-sign and say, oh, you're right. Oh yeah, you're right. You should should just stay right there. You should just stay right where you're at. (laughs) Like there's literally no scenario. And that doesn't mean I don't have compassion or empathy. That just means that I, I, I know that there's a better and different way. And I've seen people in some really fucked up situations that have turned shit around and if they can do it, so can you. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Beautifully said. I don't think I have to say anything more. (laughs) Well, in a world where there are a lot of people who are telling you what you can and cannot do, go against the grain. Mm -hmm. And if you need support in that, I know two women right now who would love to support you. It's me and Leanne. Spoiler, (laughs) spoiler alert. It's me and Leanne. Because we've, we've been there and we've, we've got the, the scars to, to show. Right. Yeah. Um, but we're no longer living in the pain of what those wounds mm. have been and you don't have to either. So mm. it reminds me actually of, uh, you know, when you're talking about releasing, right. Releasing these beliefs and releasing Donnie Epstein out one of my favorite <laughs> quotes and he's a, he's a doctor uh, that practices, he actually created some meta respiratory integration, which is all about energy. But anyways, what he says is, are you losing your mind? Good. It was not yours anyways. Oh. Right. It's because we're shedding all of these limiting beliefs. Right. And sometimes we feel like we're losing our minds. Like you were saying, you know, when you're going against the grain, we feel like, well, shit, am I wrong? And like all these people around me, if you're surrounded by people that also have these limiting beliefs, you do feel like you're going crazy, right? Well, you're, so there's that aspect of it. But when you do find that group, that crew, right, that are going, the spiritual warriors that are going against the grain, the fire starters, the however, right? what was it? Professional troublemakers, right? There's that book too, where like you are going to realize, oh, wait, I wasn't meant to be there. My, my mindset is, you know, I'm, I'm meant to be here and you will find your group. You will find your crew. Um, so, and knowing that there's, there's this bigger why, right. And, and finding that deep in your heart and making that your North star, because shit doesn't, I mean, like shit still happens, right. It's, 
yeah, shit still happens. So holding on to that why, looking for other inspirations, right? Who inspires you? You know, I just named uh, one, you know, a couple in here, a couple mm-hmm. women who I look up to. And I'm like, hell yes, like that, that is, that is who I aspire towards. Not that they're any better or different. They're on a, you know, they're on a, a, a you know, more progressive they're, they're in a further along journey and they're, um, you know, mm-hmm. financial abundance at this moment. It doesn't mean I'm not getting there or I'm not supposed to be there, but find, find those inspirations because a lot of times our conditioned self finds the confirmation of our limiting beliefs, right? Of, oh, see, I told you, you couldn't do this. I told you, you couldn't make it. And when we anchor into those whys and we see people who have done that, Oprah, for God's sakes, right? Like, come on, right? All these women who, who are such huge inspirations mm-hmm. and they're people just like us, right? Spiritual beings having a human experience, just like us mm-hmm. to be able to say, no, this is like, that's, that's where I'm going. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of staying in, and in, in that, you know, the validation, the lies that seem like validation that you shouldn't be, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're along the journey with you to, to lose your mind, hopefully. And <laughs> join us, join us for in losing our minds. I think it's beautiful. I think the mind that I have grown up with is not the mind that I want to continue living in. So right. you yeah. can have it. Somebody else could. I mean, I don't want it anymore. I'm ready. There, there are a few books too that have helped me in my journey and um, pocket happy pocket full of money is one of them. And uh, the having by mm. Suyun Lee is another. So, um, and again, we'll put these in the show notes so that if you guys want those resources, uh, you will have them to, to create even more inspiration in your life. So, um, we're happy and honored that we can be just a part of that inspiration for you, hopefully. And yeah, just happy to be here. So sending you love and light until we meet again, go shake some shit up. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for joining us today. It is always an honor and privilege to be on this journey with you. Stay curious, connected, compassionate, and courageous. If you're looking for different ways to connect with the work that we both do, please check out our sites, easyliving.space, that's E-Z, living, L-I-V-I-N-G, dot space, or release with Katie. Release like letting go with Katie, K-A-T-I-E dot com for more information. As always, love and light from us to you.